Welcome aboard the USS Little Hero NCC 73117. I'm Captain William. And I'm Commander Vicky. And if you will step right this way, historians, we will go to Hotel Deck 3, where you will learn the next step in the history of Starfleet with the NCC 1701 Enterprise and the adventures of Captain Kirk and his, his faithful crew. Vicky, can you take us to the coordinates where we're supposed to be for this? Aye, aye, Captain. Season two, episode two, three, oh, three. Correction, three. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. The changeling. So, Vicky, would you like to tell everybody where they can find us? You can find us on Google Podcast, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Republic Radio, Castbox, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, and Spotify and Anchor. Where it all began. You can contact us at Vicky's Adventures in a Star Trek at gmail.com or Facebook, Vicky's Adventures in a Star Trek. And if you want to go to www.vickystartrek.com, you can get a merch shirt. Yes, ma'am. And we should make kitty merch shirts one day. One day. For kitty cats. One day. I have to, I'd have to find somebody that can do it. Right. So, Vicky. Season 2, Episode 3, The Changeling. What did you think was going to happen in this one? Well, I thought it was the Enterprise meets their first Changeling. So, yeah. And technically yes, technically no. So, like... Uh, oh. You thought it was yeah, an actual creature, creature, not what it actually is. Right. So it says here, 
The Enterprise finds an ancient interstellar probe from Earth, missing for 265 years, which has somehow mutated into a powerful and intelligent machine, sterilizing entire populations that do not meet its standards of perfection. So, are you ready for this one, hon? Yes. Alright, here we go. So, before we do start, I must apologize if I seem off the ball. Yesterday, I found out that Wednesday night when I got home, I had uh, apparently left my headlights on on my pickup truck. Drain the battery to dead. Our service provider for our insurance who does our roadside said, oh, it'll be 30 to 45 minutes. At 38 minutes into this wait, they then called me back and said, oh, can we reschedule for two to three hours from now? I'm kind of on my way to work. I kind of would like to get on my way to work, so I can't wait to do three hours. So I ended up calling my mom, having her jumpstart me to get me to go to work. At four in the morning? At three in the morning. Oh, three in the morning. 3.30-ish. And I got to work, went to Den. I had to take the Interstate 70, so I got roughed up by the Interstate. Got to Denver. Had to take the 70 back today, because 80 was closed. Got roughed up by the 70 again. So, I made sure my headlights were off before I left the truck. So, no more dead batteries right now. So, anyways. Fair enough. That's why if I sound extremely exhausted, that's why. Any response from the Lurians? Nothing since their original distress call, sir. What about the Federation science team working? So he said uh, the Malurian system. So, I actually have this pulled up. The Malurians were a scaly, gray-skinned, and warp-capable species from the Malurian system of the Beta Quadrant. They had a total population of 4 billion on four inhabited planets. In 2151, the Malurians were secretly mining the Achille homeworld for Viridian isotopes during drill, using drilling equipment starting with oh, this, that's, these are the ones we saw in Enterprise that right. were poisoning that world. Yes. Right. Dr. Manway had a special transmitter. There's nothing, sir. I'm scanning all frequencies. You have to answer. Captain. They will not answer. The long-range sensor sweep of this system reveals no sign of life. Black empty. The last census reported a total inhabitation of more than four billion people. I register no life readings at all, sir. Is it possible? We would have known in advance of any system-wide catastrophe. In the event of an interplanetary war, there would be considerable radioactive residue. Our instruments show only normal background radiation. Any other possibility? Unknown, sir. So readings would reveal the presence of any disease organisms. They do not. In addition, we received a routine report from this system only a week ago. And the cymbeline blood burn does not act that swiftly. Yet, shields just snapped on. Something heading in it. Multi-warp speeds. 
So, Sulu said ultra warp speed. What is coming? Well, you're about to find out. Okay. But um, ultra warp speeds are meaning over warp 10. So this thing is traveling at extreme speed, way faster than it ever should. Of course, to technology at the time, the 2160s. So. Right. Yeah. Basic maneuvers, Mr. Extremely powerful bolt of energy, Captain. Oh, okay. Is it's an extremely powerful bolt of energy? Yes. All we got, sir. All hands, red alert. stand by. Condition red. Condition red. So each bolt is about 90 of their photon torpedoes. Right. I may add, the energy used in repulsing this first attack reduced our shielding power 20%. First attacks? I think we can expect others, Lieutenant. We can resist three more such attacks. The fourth will shatter our shields completely. Mr. Spock, pinpoint the source. Mr. Sulu, evasive maneuvers. I see. Lieutenant, contact Starfleet Command. Hatch in my log, tell them what has happened. Tell them that the entire Malurian race seems to have been destroyed by an unknown agency, and that we are under... So that means, since he just said the entire Malurian race has been destroyed, that means that the dipshit that was poisoning that plant to, delit, to dig for the isotopes is now dead, if he was still alive. The dipshit, yes. I'm sorry, the best words I could describe him as. attack by an unidentified force. Helms will I said evasive maneuvers. We're losing power, sir. I'm having to divert the warp engine power into the shield, sir, if you want the protection. Spot. Speed of those bolts. Approximately warp 15, Captain. So, they're running at about approximately warp 15. So, if you actually look at the scale of the warp drives... This warp 15 would be about warp 10 for TNG. Okay. So warp 10 is a theoretical warp that you can never reach because supposedly you will be at every point in the universe at once. So when we get to Discovery, the spore drive is kind of the same thing. Right. Um, I do know that in Voyager we will see this come up. Okay. As well. And I do know that the Enterprise goes up over warp 10 a couple times in this series when it's not supposed to be able to. Right. Captain, 
Unknown, Captain. Nothing within sensor range. In comes another bolt. Jumping out, Captain. Very small. Bearing. One, two, three degrees. Mark. One, eight. Range. Ninety thousand kilometers. That side target, Mr. Sulu. Prepare full time to the Shield still holding, sir. The train and the engine is reaching the critical point. Ah, we just lost one maneuver eight power. Switching the impulse. Go down to a few socks. Has the target changed location, Mr. Clark? No, sir. Holding steady. Ready, hold on, torpedo number two, Mr. Sulu. Thank you, sir. Early to fire, one torpedo, uh, torpedo two, fire. two. Creatures can exist in a thing that small. Intelligence does not necessarily require bulk, Mr. Scott. Right. Spock is correct about that. Captain, we're getting a signal from the spacecraft. Put it on all the other things. It's impossible to get it any clearer, sir. Analysis sector. Have them study and decode it. Analysis sector. Channel one, main computer, decode. Captain, this message is a sort of binary, extremely sophisticated, compressed, carrying several channels at once. Can you decode it? No clue as yet, Captain. Moment. Transmission speed has stepped down, much slower. Seems to be a single binary. It's mathematical. Yes, one symbol. The symbol repeat. Sir, that isn't in the Starfleet code. It's, it's an old-style interplanetary code. Fascinating. Repeat what? A message, I say? It would seem so, Captain. This is Captain James Kirk of the USS Enterprise. We are on a peaceful mission in this part of the galaxy. We have no hostile intentions. We request identity. It's another signal now, sir. 
formula, Captain. They're sending us a mathematical message and requesting language equivalents. They're trying to communicate. Ty and the ship's translated the communication channel. Let them take it at their own speed. Hi, faster than we can give it. Captain, the message is coming in now. USS Enterprise, this is Nomad. My mission is non-hostile. Apparently they got what they needed before the computers burned out. Nomad. Require communication. Can you leave your ship? It is impossible to... Come aboard your ship because of the size differential. Non-sequitur, your facts are uncoordinated. We are prepared to beam you aboard our ship. That will be satisfactory. Do you require any special conditions, any particular atmosphere or environment? Negative. I will come aboard. Good. Hold your position. We're locked onto your coordinates. We'll beam you aboard. Captain, you're not really going to bring that thing in here. Do we have any choice, Scotty? Besides, once it's aboard, it won't be taking any more shots at us. Lieutenant, get a repair crew on that computer, get Dr. McCoy down to the transporter room. Spot, you come with me. Scotty, you too. Dr. McCoy to the transporter room. Maintenance crew C-5. We've got the coordinates, Joe. It's locked in. Energizing. screen. I cannot get through. What do we do now? Go up and knock? Relate your point of origin. We are from the United Federation of Planets. Insufficient response. All things have a point of origin. I will scan your star charts. If we show it a close-up view of our system, it has no point of reference. It won't know any more than it does now. Reasonable, of course. If you can't leave your ship, we'll provide the necessary life support systems. Non-sequitur. Your facts are uncoordinated. Jim, I don't think anybody's in there. I contain no parasitical beings. I am nomad. In my opinion, that's a machine. So, nomad. <clears throat> I can pretty much do this one without having to look at this, but I'm going to look at it anyways. So it says, I am nomad. I am perfect. That which is imperfect must be sterilized. <clears throat> the nomad, Mark 15C, NSSDC ID 2002-045B space probe, was a nomad programmed spacecraft that was in service in the early 21st century. Dr. Jason Roykirk designed the probe with the two goals in mind, to cre create a probe that could function 
as a perfect thinking machine capable of independent logic and that could seek out new life forms in interstellar space. Right. We will find out more as we go. Right. It is reacting much like a highly sophisticated computer. I am no man. What is opinion? Opinion is a belief, a view, a judgment. Insufficient response. What's your source of power? It has changed since the point of origin. There was much taken from the other. I am perpetual now. I am nomad. There a probe called Nomad launched in the early 2000s? Yes. Was reported destroyed. There were no more in the series. If this is that probe... I will scan your star charts. I will bring them. I have the capability of movement within your ship. This way. gentleman in this room, I believe his name is Lieutenant Sly, or okay. Sai, S-I-N-G-H. Lieutenant Singe? I guess. Singe. I, I guess. Yeah. He is a lieutenant. Gotcha. The star we know as Sol. You are from the third planet? Yes. A planet with one large natural satellite? Yes. The planet is called Earth? Yes. <laughs> you are the creator, the Kirk. The sterilization procedure against your ship was unnecessary. What? Sterilization procedure? You are the Kirk. The creator, you programmed my function. Well, I'm not the Kirk. Tell me what you function. This is one of your units, creator? Yes, yes. It functions irrationally. <laughs> Sometimes. But tell him your function nevertheless. My function is to probe for biological infestations, to destroy that which is not perfect. I am no man. Biological infestation. There was never any probe sent up for that. I believe the history computer can answer that question. I'll have the readout in a moment. 
Did you destroy the Malurian system? Not the system, Creator Kirk. Only the unstable biological infestation. It is my function. Stable infestation? The population of four planets? What kind of function, Doctor? Why do you call me the Creator? Is the usage incorrect? Well, I... The usage is correct. The Creator was simply testing your memory banks. There was <laughs> much damage in the accident. Mr. Singh. Come here, Roland. This unit will see to your needs. Sir? You're right. I'll be back in a moment, gentlemen. Lieutenant Singh. Yes. You're out of something, Spock. What is it? I have correlated all the available information on the Nomad probe, and I'm convinced that this object is indeed that probe. Ridiculous. Earth science can begin to build anything with those capabilities that long ago. True. Nomad was destroyed. Presumed destroyed by a meteor collision. I submit that it was badly damaged and somehow managed to repair itself. I heard some lectures at the Academy on the Nomad probe. This mission was essentially peaceful. says here that it's called Beyond Antares was a 23rd century love song. Lieutenant Uhura was found fond of singing and sang it on a couple of occasions while serving on the Enterprise and the consequence of the king and the changeling. But she's seen the consequence of the king already. Right. When she was performing the song, the song in the rec room in 2266 she accomplished her accompanied herself on a Vulcan lute in the consequence of the king. Right. So, yeah. This is the creator of Nomad. Perhaps the most brilliant, though erratic, scientist of his time. His dream was to build a perfect thinking machine, capable of independent logic. You recall his name? Of course, Jackson Roykirk. Jackson Roykirk, Captain James Kirk. Yes, similar. Captain, I believe that Nomad thinks you are Roykirk. That may well be why the attack was broken off. 
It responded to your name as well as its damaged memory banks permitted. What do we have on Nomad itself, Spock? Well, that's not the same. Essentially, it is, Doctor. I believe that more happened to it than just damage in the meteor collision. It mentioned the other. The unanswered question is, the other what? Nomad was a thinking machine, the best that could be engineered. It was a prototype. Its purpose was certainly known. Its directive to seek out and destroy biological infestations could not have been programmed. As I recall, it wasn't. It was supposed to be the first interstellar probe to seek out new life forms. Precisely, Doctor. And somehow that programming has been changed. It would seem that Nomad is now seeking out perfect life forms, perfection being measured by its own relentless logic. What you say is true. And we've taken aboard our vessel, a device which sooner or later must destroy it. Yep. Security. Lieutenant Carlyle here. This is the captain. The mechanism we brought aboard is in the auxiliary control room. Have a security team meet me there in five minutes. I, sir, acknowledge the same reports that Nomad is no longer in the auxiliary control room. Security cancel that order. Implement a full search for the mechanism. All decks, report to me here. Jim. Lieutenant. Lieutenant, are you all right? 
What'd you do to her? That unit is defective. Its thinking <laughs> is chaotic. Absorbing it unsettled me. That unit is a woman. A mass of conflicting impulses. It's got down below. Will the creator effect repairs on the unit, Scott? He's dead. Insufficient response. His biological functions have ceased. Does the creator wish me to repair the unit? There's nothing I can do, Jim. There's a chance it'll have to be soon. All right, Nomad. Repair the unit. I require tapes on the structure. Well, I'll need tapes on general anatomy, the central nervous system, and then one on the physiological structure of the brain. But we'd better give it all the neurological studies we have, as well as tracings of Scotty's hyperencephalogram. Nomad, I have arranged the tapes for flash feed at the top speed of the computer. Please do not draw the information faster than the machine's capacity. Insufficient safeguards built in. Breakdown can occur from many causes. Self-maintenance systems of low reliability. It serves me as it is, Nomad. Repair it. Where is the unit Scott now? Body is in sick bay. Show me sick bay. Dr. McCoy will show you. Surveillance on Nomad. Pick him up in sick bay. How did he get damaged? Who? The no thing that calls himself Nomad. Well. If you've missed it, because they've said it three times now, I, I can explain it. it again. So, presumably, it was in a meteor collision and was damaged. The other was a more sophisticated mechanism that was probably damaged as well. And basically rebuilt Nomad and itself into one. Gotcha. No reaction. I told you that without looking. What a 
as in letting a stare at Rachel. <laughs> Fascinating. How did I get here? How did I? Zora. What? That thing did something to Lieutenant. Scotty, she's being taken care of. It's Zora. Just take it easy and lie down, Scotty. We just want to check you out. The unit, Scott, is repaired. It will function correctly if your information to me was correct. I'd like to check it out if you don't mind. A man is not just a biological unit that you can patch together. What did it do to me? Like McCoy will explain it to you. Well, doctor. <laughs> Nurse, I want him prepared for a full physical examination. Yes, sir. No man, come here. Scott, he had much more extensive damage. The unit Scott required simple structural repair. The knowledge banks of this unit have been wiped clean. If that is correct, there has been no brain damage, but only knowledge erased. She could be re-educated. Yes. I'll get on it right away. Oh. And in spite of the way you repaired Scotty, you metal ticking... Does the creator wish... Nomad, to wait elsewhere. Yes. Nomad, you will go with these units. They will take you to a waiting area. Take it to the top security cell on three. Doctor, I interrupted you because Nomad would not have understood your anger. It has great technical skill, but its reaction to emotion is unpredictable almost qualifies as a life form. <laughs> That's a laugh. He said almost. Study of it would be of great use, Captain. It's a killer spike. I intend to render it harmless. Down with the brig with your equipment. Run a full analysis on the mechanism. I want to know what makes that thing tick. Yes, sir. Nomad to lower its screens for analysis. Without its cooperation, I can do nothing. Nomad, you will allow Mr. Spock to probe your memory banks and structure. Mr. Spock is also one of your biological units, Creator? Yes. This unit is different. It is well-ordered. Follow your instructions, Nomad. My screens are down. Thank you. You may proceed. See the dog. See the dog. Sound it out. Run. That's it, Uhura. That's very good. Now, try the next one. The dog has a The dog. Sikumbuka. That's why I hear you. In English. The dog has a ball. See? B. 
certain references to the accident, the other, but nothing clear. There are areas I simply cannot scan. Got to know about it, Spock. What makes it operate? It's a compulsion for perfection. Captain, I suggest Vulcan mind grow. Get into direct mental contact with that thing? It seems the only way. You saw what it did to Uhura. There is a risk, but I have formed a partial hypothesis. I must check it out. Power, Gan, Ta, Nu, 
I'm its mother. And that is the only thing that has saved us until now. Hello, everyone. Watch that polymath. 
Oh, man, just now made a reference to its launch point, Earth. Don't you think it's possible that it got a fix on Earth when it tapped the computers earlier? I do not believe there is much beyond Nomad's capabilities. And we've shown it the way home. And when it gets there, we'll find the Earth infested with imperfect biological units. And it will carry out its prime directive. Shots like this one where they're like basically following Nomad yeah. by itself, mm -hmm. they actually built a rig where they could either hang Nomad from it, depending on how far out they needed to put him, or he would ride on a little platform. Gotcha. So that one I do know because I've seen pictures of it.
biological units are imperfect, for the biological unit created you. I am perfect. I am nomad. No, you're not nomad. You're an alien machine. Your programming tapes have been altered. You are in error. You are a biological unit. You are imperfect. I am your creator. You are the creator. I created you? You are the creator. But I admit I am imperfect. How could I have created such a perfect thing as you? Answer unknown. I shall analyze. Analysis complete. Insufficient data to resolve problem. But my programming is whole. My purpose remains. I am nomad. I am perfect. That which is imperfect must be sterilized. Then you will continue to destroy that which thinks and lives and is imperfect. I shall continue. I shall return to launch point Earth. I shall sterilize. You must sterilize in case of error. Error is inconsistent with my prime function. Sterilization is correction. Everything that is in error must be sterilized. There are no exceptions. No I made an error in creating you. The creation of perfection is no error. I did not create perfection, I created error. Your data is faulty. I am nomad. I am perfect. I am the Kirk, the creator. You are the creator. You're wrong. Jackson Roy Kirk, your creator, is dead. You have mistaken me for him. You are in error. You did not discover your mistake. You have made two errors. You are flawed and imperfect. And you have not corrected by sterilization. You have made three errors. Error, 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 examine. You are flawed and imperfect. Execute your prime function. I shall analyze error. Analyze error. Now, get those anti-grabs on. Examine. Error. Error. We've got to get rid of this planet's trying to think. Impeccable, Captain. We are in grave danger. Got it. Analyze error.
dazzling display of logic. You didn't think I had it in me, did you, Spock? No, sir. Thought you might like to know that Lieutenant Uhura is back to college level. We should have her back on the job within a week. Good, Bones. Good. Good destruction of Nomad was a great waste, Captain. It was a remarkable instrument. Which might well have destroyed more billions of lives as well, Garm. Besides, what are you feeling so badly about? It's not easy to lose a bright and promising son. Sir. Well, it thought I was its mother, didn't it? <laughs> you think I'm completely without feelings, Mr. Spock? You saw what it did for Scotty. What a doctor it would have made. <laughs> What a doctor. My son. The doctor. Gets you right there. That's a great role. So, Vicky, that was Season 2, Episode 3, The Changeling. What did you think of that one? I liked it. Okay. On a scale of 1 to 10, where do you put this one? A 7.5. Okay. Well, I guess I'm going to have to agree with you on this one. Okay. So, Vicky, and you cannot say everyone, because not everybody did anything. So, who do you think this episode hinged on? Well, the thing that calls himself Nomad. So, the changeling, the probe. So, it is Nomad, basically, partly. It's uh, Nomad and Ton Rook. Kirk, Spock, Scotty, Bones, Kura had to relearn everything, Nurse, Chapel. Okay. So I'm going to have to also give it to Sulu because he did fly the ship and he didn't uh, talk in this one. Um, so, yeah. Okay. So, is there anything you noticed that was off or different or something you didn't think you would notice before? No, but you did. True, I did. I happened to notice that, and it's just one of those weird things that you don't know you notice until you notice it. So. What was it? So, when they they came up and you could see that the sign said, Laird McCoy uh, Sick Bay. And they tried to go in through the door. Well, the door was closed. After Spock found out that the overrides didn't work, Nomad comes out, and when they show Nomad, he's in the turbo lift. Right. But that's a door going into sickbay. Right. How can he be in the turbo lift and in the sickbay door at the same time? Exactly. Do, 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 do. Picture, if you will. Right. <laughs> so, anything else? No. Okay, well, I guess until next time. I'm William. And I'm Vicki. And we'll catch you in the next mission. Bye!